The pulpit from which I speak is one that Dr. Allison occupied numerous times in the history of Phoenix Free Presbyterian Church. From the beginning of our church's existence in 1986, he took a special interest in its development. He was a guest preacher in our pulpit more often by far than anyone else. Very close ties developed between the people of our church and Dr. Allison. During the summer of 1987, while our family traveled to Illinois to visit other family members, Dr. Allison stayed in our apartment and preached in the church. While he was in Phoenix, Charlene Killian came to visit and stayed in the home of Carl and Marie Veenstra, one of our church's charter families. The courtship that only a few knew existed became very public when on one of the mountains that surround our city, Charlene agreed to become Mark's wife. Those links between Mark and Charlene and later Hannah became stronger over the years. When our church marked its 25th anniversary 10 years ago, Dr. Allison was our guest preacher. For the last three years, the people of our church have prayed for him and his intrepid family in their care and support of him. Mary and I and our young daughter, Carolyn, became well acquainted with Mark while we shared many meals with him in a reasonably priced restaurant called Mike and John's on Wadehampton Boulevard in the Greenville area. We became aware of the unusual blend of gifts that made Mark Allison a beloved, lifelong friend and fellow laborer in the kingdom of Christ. One secret about him that we learned at that time was that he could only taste accurately food that was sweet or sour. He tended to avoid vegetables unless they were in the form of something like carrot cake. One time when he and I were having lunch at a local mall in Phoenix, he ordered carrot cake and ate it first. He said that he liked to get the vegetables out of the way at the beginning of the meal. The details of his career as a free Presbyterian minister fall into three periods. Upon receiving his doctorate from Bob Jones University, as a ruling elder in the church, he began assisting Dr. Alan Cairns in the work of the Theological Hall, the forerunner of Geneva Reformed Seminary. From the early 1990s to 2000, he served as academic dean, his role growing as, at the insistence of Dr. Cairns, more of the ministers began teaching in that program. In 2000, the Allisons moved to southeast Pennsylvania, where Dr. Allison succeeded Reverend John Greer as the minister of the Free Presbyterian Church of Malvern. For 16 years... Dr. Allison distinguished himself as the pastor of that church while continuing to teach courses in the seminary. In 2015, the Presbytery issued Dr. Allison the call to become the president of Geneva Reformed Seminary. 
And the Allisons returned to the city and the house from which they left for Pennsylvania. In 2018, though no one realized it at the time, Dr. Allison climaxed his ministry by directing the youth camp for a final time, and then shortly after, preached in the Fourth International Congress of Free Presbyterians in the church building at Malvern. Even at that time, the first indications of his long illness began to appear. After a long battle against brain tumors, our dearly beloved brother went from this life into the presence of Christ, the Redeemer, whom our brother loved and served with all of his heart. The activities he and I shared included door-to-door visitation and protests against local abortion clinics in Greenville to joining together with others in 1987 to protest against the visit to Phoenix by Pope John Paul II. Mark and I distributed literature on a very hot day to those waiting to enter Sun Devil Stadium for the Papal Mass. During the early years of my teaching in what is now Geneva Reformed Seminary, Mark agreed to visit Phoenix for two or three weeks at a time to supply the pulpit and meet with the families of the congregation in their homes. The Allisons were sometimes guests in our home in Phoenix. And while they lived in Pennsylvania, I spent many wonderful times enjoying their hospitality. When there was anything troubling my mind, I knew that I could discuss it in their home with the confidence that it would not go any farther. He was that friend of whom we read in the Proverbs that sticketh closer than a brother who perseveres in the face of adversity. Reading many of the comments that appeared on social media after Mark's death, the things that struck me were the things that I remember most vividly from my long association with him. He was the model of kindness and steadiness. The love of Christ shone through him and constrained him in his service. But anyone who concluded that his gracious spirit meant that he was weak or timid came to rue that assessment. Dr. Allison was a member of the executive committee for the American Council of Christian Churches, displaying his multi-denominational sympathies while maintaining his firm separatist position. He was a stalwart defender of the gospel of a free justification against all false teachers and against all who compromised with them. Just over five years ago, I had the privilege to attend the farewell services for the Allisons as they prepared to depart from Malvern to return to Greenville. At that time, I said, regarding my dear friend Mark Allison, He has always impressed me with his warm devotion to the Lord, his burning heart for the souls of others, his uncanny ability to relate to people one-on-one, his extensive knowledge of Christian theology, 
and his commitment to the doctrine of separation, his abiding love for the distinctive character of the Free Presbyterian Church, and his resolve to contend for the faith that was once delivered to the saints. I concluded my remarks on that occasion with these words. May the blessing of the Lord make this new phase in the ministry of Mark Allison the fitting capstone to his life of faithful service in the kingdom of Christ. God has answered that prayer. Christ's bold and humble servant has finished his course in this world with joy and has kept the faith. Our beloved brother is no longer among us, but we shall join him on that great day of Christ's appearing when Christ's redeemed people will appear with their Savior in glory.